Hi, my name is Nina Bosky, and I'm the host of a special investigation series of Maryland Behind the Icon during the 60th anniversary of the star's death, where we'll look into the mystery and break down for you, the audience, of what the facts are versus the lies around the star that have been plaguing her for over six decades. We have some of the top Maryland experts with me on the panel. Gary Vitaco Robles, icon, lifetimes in films of Marilyn Monroe, and April Via Via, now Chambers, Marilyn Monroe, A Day in the Life, and Donald McGovern, Murder Orthodoxies, a non-conspiracy view of Marilyn Monroe's death. Each week, we will break down for you what is fact, what is probable theory, and what is outlandish rumor. In June of 2020, Mark Shaw investigates in his book, Collateral Damage, the connection between the mysterious deaths of motion picture screen siren Marilyn Monroe, President John F. Kennedy, and What's My Line TV star investigative gossip reporter Dorothy Kilgallen. In this last episode, we shared with you the Kennedy connection. And what is the real story around the Kennedy brothers having any relationship with Marilyn? In this episode, we explore Mark Shaw's book as he leaves out some very critical facts as he claims very strongly that Bobby Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe were having an affair. So once again, we'll break down the evidence, starting with the telegram between Marilyn Monroe and Ethel Kennedy as we learn how Mark Shaw decides to leave out some of the critical information when making the claim that Bobby and Marilyn were more than just friends. I'm going to start with Gary on this one, the telegram from Marilyn to Robert and Ethel Kennedy. So let's talk about this, the evidence of the affair. I think the problem is that Shaw claims that the telegram is either redacted or the contents of the telegram are secret. And this is a telegram that was published originally in 1985 by Anthony Summers in Goddess, The Secret Lives of Marilyn Monroe. And so as far as it being any kind of proof of an affair, it actually could be used as evidence to disprove an affair because Monroe was in this telegram declining an invitation that Robert and Ethel Kennedy sent her inviting her to their home, uh, Hickory Hill in McLean, Virginia. And so this was right after uh, Monroe sang to the president in May of 1962. So many of the celebrities that appeared at Madison Square Garden were invited to this event at the uh, Kennedy home in honor of the Lawfords. And Monroe was invited, I believe it was June 16th of 1962. And Monroe had been fired from the film and she responded on the 13th declining the invitation, stating that she was involved in a freedom ride of her own, protesting the rights of stars. All we demand was our right to twinkle, is the quote. And what she's doing in this telegram is speaking to the Kennedys uh, within a context of the freedom rides and civil rights, which, of course, Robert Kennedy was involved in because there was a lot of pressure at the time for the Justice Department to support the freedom riders who were being harassed and killed, actually, 
in the South. And so uh, Monroe was fighting for her career and her own rights with the studio. And so she declined the invitation. So Ethel Kennedy invited her to the home. And the event itself was in Time Magazine because uh, many people were there. Harry Belafonte was there. The astronaut John Glenn was there. And I think um, people got pushed into the pool. So the Time headline was the big splash at Hickory Hill. And so Monroe was invited by Ethel Kennedy to her home, which suggests that Ethel Kennedy felt very comfortable with Marilyn Monroe uh, being with her and her family for this event. Marilyn was quoted in saying that she wasn't even attracted to Bobby Kennedy. Is that correct? Yes. Okay. So who said that? Who told, who, who was the one that said that it was at um, Ralph, Ralph Roberts? Roberts was yeah. one, you know, her very close friend and confidant and her massage therapist. He went on okay. record saying that. Okay. Well, didn't so did she let's... also say that to Sidney Skolsky? So that was a very, very good friend of hers as well. So and, and Norman Rostin as well. He wrote about it in Marilyn, the Untold Story in 1973, that um, she was aware of some rumors or innuendo, but denied them to him. That's one of the things that she told two very close people to her, Ralph Roberts, who was a massage therapist, and Sidney Skolsky, who was also a columnist at the time as well, and a very good friend of Marilyn Monroe's and a confidant. So, you know, we're talking close people to Marilyn that can be verified. But April, sum up for us why, evidence-wise, Marilyn Monroe and Bobby Kennedy were not having an affair. A lot of people who claim that they were having an affair, they don't have dates, right? They'll say that they were together when the two of them were across the country. So looking at the dates where the people claim they were together, there's only a handful of verifiable dates. And it's nothing that lends itself to the two of them sleeping with each other. It's things like, oh, they went to the same party or Bobby went and looked at Marilyn's house and Eunice was there and Bobby was there with his little posse of people. I mean, it's nothing that, you know, oh yeah, they were alone for a weekend and no one knows where they were and no one was there or what they were doing. They're two of the most well-documented lives from the time period. And so there really wasn't time to sit there and go off and canoodle for days on end. Not days on end. And also they don't get the dates right. A lot of times they put Bobby Kennedy in Los Angeles when Marilyn was just moving back from, from New York to Los Angeles. I mean, sometimes just get your facts right. This note that we're talking about is a note that Jean Kennedy Smith wrote to Marilyn. And the context of this is very important because Robert Kennedy and Monroe have been linked together since their first meeting, February 1st of 1962. And there's this belief that they started this affair at the Lawford home on the evening that they, that they met. What is never reported is what you can find in the newspapers. Again, I'm going to go back to the newspapers that Kennedy and his wife, Ethel, were on a month-long goodwill tour of Asia and Europe. And they left Washington they went to Los Angeles to spend the night before they flew out from the West Coast. And in the newspaper, you can see pictures of Ethel Kennedy with her husband. There's someone pinning a corsage on her suit jacket. And we're told that Patricia Kennedy Lawford picks them up from the airport with her son, Christopher, and his friend and drives them to the beach house where now the celebrities are there that evening, Marilyn included. And so 
Um, what happened that evening was that Marilyn and Bobby Kennedy danced the twist in front of everyone. They people gathered around them, and the you know the attorney general was very stiff, and Marilyn was teaching him how to twist, and it was like this very kind of joyous, um, mirthful situation. And so uh, apparently Ethel Kennedy loved it, and they put Marilyn on the phone with Robert Kennedy's father, Joe Kennedy, who was recovering from a stroke. And Marilyn followed up by sending the elder Kennedy a note. And so what Jean Kennedy is saying in her note, if I think Shaw only publishes one of the two pages of the note, but she thanks Marilyn for sending her father the note. And, and she states something like, understand that you and Bobby are the new item. And, and we think that you should come back East with him. And that what she's really referring to is they were kind of the item on the dance floor with Ethel Kennedy present for come that. Come on. Event. I mean, come on, people. Shaw conveniently just gives you part of the sensational part of the note that you can then create these innuendos. But just think about the logical part of this. If your wife is there, everybody's seen the two of them dance. How in the world is it that they're, quote, an item? So speak to that, Don. Well, it's just it's just evidence fabrication is all it is. They're trying to, to create the sense that the Kennedy women had accepted Marilyn as Bobby Kennedy's paramour, which is totally ridiculous. Does that mean Ethel Kennedy had accepted it and had Jacqueline Kennedy accepted it? And this isn't the first time that an author is using it as evidence of an affair or an endorsement of the Kennedy family to the affair. Anthony Summers kind of did the same thing when he first published that note um, in, in 1985 in his book. That note um, was part of Monroe's archive and it and eventually went to auction and it was sold. And, and even when it was sold a few years ago, it was being promoted as the note that proves the affair uh, between the two. It's been in every conspiracist book since. And let me just say this, guys. John F. Kennedy and Bobby Kennedy were brothers. They weren't one and the same man. And also Ethel Kennedy and Jacqueline Kennedy were very different women and also accepted very different things in terms of their husbands. And Bobby Kennedy had a lot more children. They were a lot of different relationships, but Marilyn Monroe actually honored marriage and honored relationships. And she had a personal relationship to Ethel Kennedy where she did not have one with Jacqueline Kennedy. So I don't think that Marilyn Monroe would actively pursue a man, a married man, when she had a relationship with the wife of the man that she's being accused of having an affair with. Your comments on that, April? Yes and no. I think it's hard when you look at like the Montand affair because she had some type of relationship, obviously, with his wife. Yeah, that's true. Um, (laughs) Well, but but that, you know, we have to take into into account the culture of that relationship. They were a French couple in which extramarital affairs were not considered all that taboo. And Simone Signoret, uh, Yves Montand's wife, went on record saying that, you know, an affair and a marriage doesn't have to be a crisis in my culture as it is in the United States when that affair was blowing up in the press. So there is kind of a cultural component with Yves Montand and his wife, which is very different than the American culture, just coming from that perspective. I mean, she did do it. But I think the thing, too, is... You know, like with Ethel being there and them having so many kids together, I just, I don't see it. 
but I also think that she respected people who had strong family units. And I think that's a good point. And there were 11 children, you know, I I mean, not at the time of Monroe. She had seven when he won during that time. And what, what's also missed is that the connection to Ethel Kennedy is very close to Monroe because Monroe's publicist at the time and close friend Patricia Newcomb was actually a childhood friend of Ethel Kennedy. Their fathers had done business together. And so the connection to the Kennedys in Monroe's life wasn't just the Lawfords, but it was also Patricia Newcomb. And she had done some research for uh, Kennedy in the 50s. And she was the connection to not only the Lawfords, but also Ethel and Robert Kennedy. And this well, is often missed. And well, John Sykes was at that party, and uh, he was a good close friend of Robert Kennedy's and also his assistant. And according to him, Ethel and Bobby teased each other all the time about the twisting and the dancing, and that Ethel got a big jolt out of teasing Bobby. And, and, and that's that's a good point, too, because they had a really a wonderful relationship with each other. And if you research them, they really loved each other. And they used to tease each other because I think Ethel normally sat with Byron White, the Supreme Court justice. And so Robert Kennedy would tease Ethel about Byron Wright, and she would actually tease him about a famous ballerina. So this ballerina, a Russian ballerina, and she and Robert Kennedy had the same birthday on the same year. And when they met, they discovered that about each other. And every year they would exchange birthday gifts, extravagant birthday gifts, like, you know, jewelry and flowers. And the Kennedys thought that that was just wonderful. And that could be spun into some kind of an affair as well. Ethel particularly liked to tease Bobby Kennedy about Marilyn. She really did. And here's the other thing, too, just to flash back. Happy birthday, Mr. President party. Ethel Kennedy was there as well. So it wasn't like she wasn't in the room, you know, with that crop picture as well. So I I just think that also I'm just going to say this is that there is this women's intuition, particularly if you're in a room with somebody and you feel like you're husband may have eyes on somebody, you're not going to be that inviting to the the most sexiest, most beautiful movie star in the room if you felt threatened. She's not going to be that inviting to her. She would probably keep her at arm's distance and not be so communicative with her. Wouldn't you agree, April? Yeah. And the other thing too is, I mean, like with JFK stuff, he's very discreet. You know, they're not sitting there. This isn't, you know, Versailles in 17, you know, 14. They're very discreet. JFK wasn't bringing his mistresses around and bringing them out in public and going to family events with them. And I think if Bobby had been cheating on Ethel, it would have been the same thing. I don't think he would have introduced her to Marilyn. I know if that was my honey and I saw that happening, I certainly wouldn't be communicating with Marilyn and following up, let alone joking about it with my husband if I felt something more like an affair was going on, right? There you have it. There's more proof that we know as a fact today, Bobby Kennedy and Marilyn Monroe were not having an affair. Now, whether you think it's a probable theory, can't even say that based on today's episode. It certainly could be an outlandish rumor, and that's what it's been for the last six decades. So based on the telegram, based on the thank you note, that exchange between Ethel and Marilyn, on top of the fact that she told her two closest friends she's not attracted to Bobby Kennedy, 
again, poking more holes at Mark Shaw's book. Where was that information in this book? Coming up in next episode, we're going to talk about Marilyn Monroe murdered as an industry. Until next time, I'm Nina Bosky with the entire expert team on this special investigation series of Marilyn Behind the Icon as we break down fact from probable theory to outlandish rumor. The truth will be known.